Hey folks, and welcome back to another episode of the Water Cooler. Good to be with you today, man. We're back. Uh, I'm not in the car this time. We're we're together. Yeah, audio quality will be a lot better. <laughs> I'm I can sure. o- I can only imagine, you know. But we are back with another another episode talking about. I mean, dude, we got a lot of basketball to talk today. That that'll basically be the main theme. Of this yeah, podcast. we got a lot. I, of I thought basketball. that's usually the main theme of yeah. all of our podcasts. But... Very true. Very true. And we 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 got some MLB playoffs to talk about, some boxing to talk about, but. We do got a lot of basketball to play off, but I will start this episode off with a, it's really, really, really in detail at like the performance of this specific day. So I'll, I'll give you this one. I got some notes written down and it's February 12th, okay. 2013. All right. Miami Heat versus Portland Trailblazers. Correct. Okay, so well, Marcus Aldridge era. No, this is this is Miami. Or I'm sorry, I'm sorry. What? Yeah, 2013. I'm sorry. LeBron James set an NBA record on this day. LeBron became the first pe- person in NBA history to cap off shooting over 60 percent from the field, mm-hmm. while also averaging 30 points a game on February 12th, 2014 or 2013. Excuse me. And for that to be a thing, think about this. That's like Steph Curry going out and shooting damn near 50% from the three-point line while also averaging 10 threes a game. So he's going 5 for 10 every game. Yeah, that's a, that's, that's a stat people don't talk about. And I know, like I said, that's kind of in detail, this and that, but that, we, do our, we do our research, but that, that stuck with me. For a man to be able to shoot over 6% from the field while averaging 30 points, Nobody's ever done that before, and I just think that's shout out LeBron. That, that, pretty that pretty impressive for the fourth greatest basketball yeah. player of all time. Oh, get being slick right there, get being spit. I'll, g- I'll give him his credit. He's, no, he's a good uh, one. Speaking of basketball, March Madness. We didn't really get to talk about this much. Uh, our last episode, or our last couple episodes that we've had, but March Madness. How you think about how it wrapped up? I loved it. St. Pete's, St. Pete's baby, hey. St. Pete. I mean, being the, what, 15th seat, 16th seat, something like that? Something like that. Coming out, making it farther than anyone your seat has ever made, making it past Sweet 16 all the way up to the Elite Eight, like, that's huge for the program, as Michael Morris would like to say. That is huge for the program. That's big. But March Madness, like, Duke-UNC right there, for them to, like, first ever Final Four meeting in the history of the schools. It's crazy it took that long. You know what I'm saying? And it... You kind of expect like Roy Williams and Coach K to already have this like I guess, rivalry, dual, like, yeah, 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 dual rivalry, dual like, the face, yeah, yeah like, fans out there. Yeah, and it's just like you kind of expect them to kind of have that already under the belt in this. But it Coach K's final season here we are. What four, forty, 40 years, forty two like years, that, forty. So I didn't want to be like eighty years. You know, I'm just playing. Yeah. But uh, Coach K is like the Terminator. I feel yeah, like. you know what I'm saying. I'm, just, I'm surprised he wrapped it up this early yeah. in his career. He it's, had he had at least ten more years. The Tom left. Brady of college basketball coaches. Just think about like go coach. Like just, <laughs> we got to witness Coach K's, Nick Saban, Bill Belichick, Phil Jackson. Like we've got to see so many great coaches in our oh, yeah. time. Oh yeah, it's, it's crazy. We have, and there's a lot of them too. Like, like Jay Wright, for example, bringing Villanova. All the way to where they made it this season. And then for him to retire, you know, 21, 22 years with Villanova. Uh, they didn't have a really big run their whole school year until like 80-something. And then from there on out, it kind of fell out. And then they get Jay Wright coming to school in two national championships, five, six conference championships, 
in the past 21 years, it's just like, it's huge. That's a big thing. And, and, you know, March Madness is a time of the year where, like, degenerates like myself who gamble and make bad decisions with their money, like, it, it, that's our time of the year, you know? We could, it's like we could make a paycheck. Yeah. We, we could make a living right there. We could make a couple paychecks in two weeks off the March Madness, you know? It's just, March Madness is a great time of the year. And there was a lot of, I want to say there was a lot of, like, competitiveness that came with this year's March Madness because there's a lot of underdogs. You know, Duke's always going to be Duke. And shout out Kansas for winning it all. But, like, Kansas is going to be Kansas. UNC is yeah. always going to be. It's not like college football, college basketball. Yeah. You've got the same teams every mm-hmm. year that's pretty much in contention. Like, college football, before any season starts, you can pretty much bet the Final Four will have one of either Bama, UGA, Michigan, Ohio State, Clemson, LSU. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you, get, you get four spots for the college football playoff, and it seems like, there's two different teams every year. You know, it's, yeah. it's usually UGA, Georgia. Shout out to UGA and Georgia. You know, we both love them yeah. to death. But I hope it doesn't change. You know, I hope that doesn't change. But basketball, I would like to see, you know. Like, you, you got, know what I'm you like, got March, like Kansas, UCLA, like, yeah, Duke, of course, UNC, of Kentucky. Like, of course. And, 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 and like you said, it goes back to football too. Like the SEC is a powerhouse. But with basketball, it's like there's always – I feel like in basketball, with especially with March Madness and the conference like, – the way that they work and, you know, you got 64, 32, 16, 8, 4. Dude, it gives you a really big opportunity to be the underdog and take one. Take Next thing you know, you're taking two. And then you're St. Pete's taking t- Kentucky and you're putting them out in the round of 32 or the mm-hmm. Sweet 16, whatever it was. And next thing you know, you're St. Pete's sitting in the Elite Eight, never had a team make it this far. Or you pre- something like that. You know what I'm saying? Loyola, yeah. they, they've made it the Elite Eight. But you've never had a team... Pretty sure they never had a meet, team made it that far as Saint, as far as St. Pete's did. And it's just like, that's what's so exciting about March Madness. It's like, yeah, the college football playoff, I mean, obviously you've just got to make it top four. You gotta honestly, make it top it's like four. the biggest sport besides the NFL. <laughs> the country, yeah, like, right? I mean, you got to make it top four. Because, like, if, <coughs> if, if you didn't make it top four for college football playoff, then, I mean, you're just bringing in... Ten teams, pretty much. Who like, I mean, you bring in Coastal Carolina to play Alabama or Bowling, Bowling Green for God knows who coming in Iowa playing Georgia. And I was a powerhouse. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I was a bad team, but you bring a power eye to play a spread. It just, I, it just doesn't work like that. And that, but in basketball, that's where it's different because you can run a two-three zone, or you can run a three-two, or you can play man, and it takes one person instead of two or three people on the football field. You know what I'm saying? It takes one person on the basketball court to miss a couple plays, and next thing you know, this momentum's jumping. We got momentum, boys. We can do this. I'll say basketball is probably the sport in which momentum is the most important part of the game, I feel like. Because it doesn't take, like, two – you make two or three threes in a row, and the whole dynamic of the game and you changes could be down, head. You, yeah, you could be down 15. Next thing you know, make six points in a row, like, hey – now we're only down nine, boys. That's the one thing about the rise of the three-pointer. Like, a 20-point lead, you can't even feel really secure these days. Uh-uh. Like, used to, like, in, like, I don't know, 2011, 2012, even 2013 when LeBron did yeah. his thing. A 20-point lead, that was a wrap. You can turn off the game and, like, nine times out of ten, it's over. But these days, teams come back from that all the time. Yeah. Speaking of teams coming back, let's go Hawks.
Let's go, Hawks, baby. Not, How about it? Not dead yet. Not dead yet. I mean, I ain't saying we're going to make a comeback, but. We got to get we ain't, we ain't getting skunked. No, we're not getting skunked. There's one thing about them old Hawks, and I know we kind of jumped into a different type of basketball topic right there with March Madness being talked about and everything, but let's talk about. It's time to talk about the big boys. Yeah, well, yeah. we were Forget talking college, about. Yeah, yeah, we love NBA college playoff football. season. College basketball, college football, we love it to death, but hey, NBA playoff season's here, and that is Huge for the It's program. my favorite time of the sports year. Damn me. Like, you know, I love the football as like an isolated game or Super Bowl is like an isolated event. But like I NBA mean, playoffs, there's so many more games. Mm-hmm. It's just you can get into it a lot more. And like with NBA playoffs, that just means like baseball's coming back, golf's at its highest peak. Like you have like I, I It's a good time of year for yeah, sports. I mean, dude, it's perfect. I mean you you roll right out of March Madness. Entering NBA playoffs, you roll right into the good baseball season, and it's just this is the, like you said, the greatest time of the year, in my opinion. The only other time you, I think you could argue, would be that like late like November to early January mm-hmm. stretch, because you got football playoffs about yep. to heat up, college football too, NBA Christmas Day, which is a highlight of my Christmas yeah, every year, every year. So like those and, two, and now NFL. Have you heard about that? What NFL? Is playing on Christmas Day now. Really? Along with the NBA. Oh, Adam Silver is going to be shaking in his boots. Yeah, yeah they got, I want to believe they've got four games. I believe it's either four games or two games. They've got either one game in the morning, one game at night, one game afternoon, one game at night. Or they've got a couple different games. But I saw from ESPN, they, they are putting... Uh, NFL on Christmas Day, and I'm I'm pretty sure they did it last year. But the Lions played. I want to believe. Maybe I don't. They need to fix NFL on Thanksgiving. Yeah, because oh, I'm wow. tired of seeing the Lions, yeah. the Cowboys, and the Washington it's football the same team every play year. every year. Every year, and we get to a certain point of the season, and it's just like, ah, oh, these guys again. All right, we're gonna watch the zero and five. Oh and like, seven fucking say with the lions. NBA on Christmas Day, they made sure to give you the matchups you want. Yeah, to see. you know what I'm saying. Like they they bring right. you the rivalry to an extent. They got they got like Hawks, Knicks, that kind of stuff's going yeah, on. Uh, like, NBA Finals rematch, yeah, like, all that good stuff. Just, yeah, which I'll just for those of you who don't know why the Lions play every year on Thanksgiving, they're the ones who started that tradition of NFL on Thanksgiving. So I mean. I understand, like, respect to them for starting that. It's the biggest non-Super Bowl day of NFL season. But, come on, like, and if you're really, 0-5, like, you don't need to be there. Yeah. And the crazy thing, too, is, like, I know these teams, and I know the NFL, and uh, they make their scheduling and all that stuff beforehand, but the, last year the, the Lions won, like, three games. Why would you go ahead and just book them on Thanksgiving? No, <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, no, last year or this year... NFL, Thanksgiving Day, Bucks, Chiefs, yeah. Packers, and I don't know somebody. Rams, games. Like, yeah, Packers. Yeah, you know and Rams. Like, like, I mean, like you can take about a minute and just yeah. spitball a better lineup than what they had. So, I mean, it was back to the NBA playoffs. Yeah, I was about to say as we got kind of off topic right there. So what are your yeah. predictions? Uh, uh, we're gonna go round for round here and just say, I guess, give us our predictions for the rest of the season here. So I. It just it it's been a weird it's been a weird season, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, Hawks were they didn't have to play any playing games last year, you know, and like we, we Hawks, come in. Hawks were the disappointment of the season. If you compare to where they ended <laughs> yeah. last year, Eastern Conference Finals to gonna get bounced in the first round, in my opinion. 
Like, it's sad to see how far we've fallen. Yeah. It but really we has. still have a good young core. Right? But I will say, I will say, with us playing the Heat in this, I, I, I know Trey last night, game, game winner and everything. Like, that, that was great. But I just, I see the Heat taking us. You know what I mean? And you have to be honest and you have to be straight up. You can't be biased. Heat taking it straight up. Definitely seeing the Heat. 76ers, they're going to the next round. Guaranteed. I, I mean, like they, the, the Raptors are just they're they're not in it. They're the Raptors in it without Kawhi is more like Barney yeah. than any like Raptor from Jurassic Park mm-hmm. I've ever seen. Yep. And then the biggest blowout of the season. Not talking about when Oklahoma State lost by seventy three points or whatever the hell it was. I'm talking about last night's playoff game against the Bucks and the Bulls. The Bucks winning by almost thirty points. That. That can't happen. And Gianna's going back to back? Because Levi, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Levi might be saying Gianna's maybe going back to back here. He he may not be, but he may be. He doesn't know yet. But he's definitely taking the Bucks over the Bulls. That's all he knows. And then whatever happens tonight, you know, we're not watching the game as we speak. Nah, I'm not Celtics even, won. I, that's where you're headed. Is that where you go? You, yep. They did? Yep. Wow. Okay. Well, Three up. So, Brooklyn, yeah. KD, leading yeah, the Golden like, State. That's Bro, good. Was, he's flopped. As and, that, and like as I was just saying, I didn't know the score or anything like this and that. You stole the word out of my mouth. Uh, 109 to 103. Gotcha. I was about to say, I want Boston to win, obviously, dude. I hope they just absolutely melee, which is they, they've been doing. You know yeah. what I'm saying? They have been. And I think the core that the Boston Celtics have will take them very far. You know what I'm saying? Like, Jalen Brown coming from Wheeler. Shout out Georgia Native. Hey, we yeah. saw him play. I but didn't in, get to. I was around the bench at Teasley. Oh, dang. Getting to see Jalen Brown play was cool. But like I said, Jalen Brown, you know, you got Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum, Al Horford, a vet. Who's, Shout out to Al Horford. Yeah, he dude. Just, a, he deserves it. You know what I'm Hawks. saying? If there's a core that he needs to be with, it's, it's them because he's got that vet mentality of like when these young guys want to do their thing and think team doesn't matter, I can take it over. Mm-hmm. Like, he's got that. And like I said, like with you telling me the score, obviously Boston winning. I I didn't see them losing the series to begin with. After the two zero commanding lead they took and the game winner the first game, I just I feel like everything was deflated once Kyrie just didn't kind of yeah. The game he didn't give season. a shit. Not even that. He didn't give a shit about the game. Granted, he dropped thirty nine points probably, but mm-hmm. he he dropped what thirty nine forty nine. I can't remember. He dropped. He damn near dropped forty mm-hmm. points. It's not about how many points you drop this and that, how humble you stay within the game. You're flicking yeah. fans off. You're making a fool out of yourself. Like, bro, it would have been 10 times cooler if you didn't listen to the fans, drop 50, and win the game. Like, dude, James that's Harden 10 times had cooler. the right idea of getting out of town. Yeah, for Ky- sure. Kyrie's, and I'm not going to say I feel bad for KD's because my opinion on KD is well documented, but <laughs> I don't know, Kyrie's kind of ruined his career in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Like, just acting like a complete, not fool. even, like, fool. I was, like, sticking to your convictions. I don't have any problem with him, oh. you know, doing that stuff. But yeah. just, like, just the way he presents himself and, like, with the fans and everything. It's just, like, it's not the way to conduct yourself in public. And it's no way to conduct yourself when you're a team leader. Yeah. And it goes back to his days in Boston mm-hmm. when he just completely quit on the team. They played better without him. Almost beat LeBron in the conference finals without what's supposed to be their leader and star player. Kyrie, I, in my opinion, not only doesn't have the skills to be a team leader, I think most of the time he act, actively 
is a detriment to his team. Every time. Yeah, Every mean, time. I mean, besides when he won the championship with LeBron, he was young. He didn't really know. You know yeah, but saying? he's got LeBron. Like, yeah, KD, course, yeah. KD is not LeBron. No. No. He, he never has been. No. He won't. And he, I don't think he ever will be, but like like we were talking LeBron's about. LeBron's like, got that respect and locker ago. and presence. Yeah, that's... that's where if LeBron, even if you know you don't get along with him as a teammate... If he tells you to do something on the court, you're, you're going to do, do it. Because he's already watched film on these guys for 15 years. And Unless you're Russell gonna... Westbrook and you yeah, yeah. pass. And in which yeah. case, you're like, hey, you got to let me do me. Yeah, I heard that. Speaking of, damn, Western Conferences and Lakers and all that stuff, I can't believe they missed the playoffs. So, take it back. Your Eastern Conference, you're picking the Bucks to come out of the East? I, I'm definitely picking the Bucks to come out of the East. I am, simply because when they play Boston, I just feel like, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, they're not going to keep the same mindset they are having playing Brooklyn. You know what I'm saying? You you go into Brooklyn playing them. Granted, they're the seventh seed. That doesn't matter. You go into Brooklyn playing them as if you're playing the number one seed of the whole NBA. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? You're, you're not playing Eastern Conference playoffs. You're playing damn near in the championship when you play against yeah. Brooklyn. So your mindset kind of goes like mm-hmm. to a way higher standard. And God forbid, I hope they keep the same mindset because watching Jalen Brown and watching Jason Tatum play is amazing. With Marcus Smart put in there, you know they got Avery Bradley, Al Horford, like I was saying. Watching them like work as a team right there, that's really great. But I just don't think that they've got. They just. I don't think they've got. I, I they've got the heart. They've got the talent. I'm, I just don't think they've got what the Bucks got. You know, with Drew Holiday turns into a playoff machine. Bro, Drew Holiday is one of the most underrated players in the NBA today. He kills it every year in the playoffs. For the past three years that the Bucks have been in the playoffs, dude's averaged 20, 20 points, at least eight assists, and probably five rebounds a game. Like, that's for somebody to do shit throughout the whole mm-hmm. regular season. When playoff time comes around, nobody talks about Drew Holiday like they need to. And I think he just, that point guard, like, like they call Chris Paul, you know what I'm saying? They, I think he just he just takes him out, and I, even even though the Heat are number one, and I know we're talking about Celtics and Bucks right now, but I know the Heat are number one. Heat are the weakest number one seed that I've ever. seen in a while. Ever, dude, because they are so beatable. I mean, I, I'm taking I'm gonna say rematch from last year, Philly and the Bucks, but I don't know. Joel Joel Embiid will go into Miami and just absolutely just he'll put mm. up thirty every night, and it won't even be and fair. James Harden, like, too, it, like it won't even be fair. But like I guess yes, I do have the Bucks. I know I kinda went off right there, but I do have the Bucks one in the East and that's just because of the vetness that they have, like Well everybody. I think it comes down to the fact that Giannis right now is we were talking about this before we turned mm-hmm. on the podcast is that at the very least like a top thirty player in his prime right now, like literally like in I would say probably the peak of his career. And there's nobody else in the East that can match that right now. Like James Harden, he's going downhill. He's not like falling off a cliff yet, but he's not in his prime anymore. I wouldn't say. Would you? You wouldn't think you? you I think, do. You think he's still in his prime? I think he's just getting started. James Harden? Oh, I thought. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. I'm on my phone, folks. I'm on my phone. I'm looking up the Memphis Grizzlies versus the damn Timberwolves score right now. I'm sorry. I wasn't paying attention. I thought you were talking about somebody else. I'm sorry. But James Harden is way past his prime. His prime was when he got traded from the Thunder to wherever he went next. That was where the he Rockets. needed. Yeah, he needed to. That was his. 
You know what I'm saying? Now yeah. it's his prime. He needed to shine, and he did. He averaged damn near a triple double all year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But he he's way past that. Like he's way. So past yeah, that. I think basketball is clearly the most superstar driven league of all the major sports leagues. Mm-hmm. And without a superstar in the East that can match Giannis, like even come close to Giannis, because yeah. the Bucks have got it. We are on we're on the same page here. You know what I'm saying? We're on the same page. And I'm I'm sorry. I, like I said, I did not mean to make that slip up about the whole James Harden thing. Like I I told Gary, I am watching the Timberwolves and Grizzlies right now, and it's a game. You know, it's a five point game. End of the first five point game, thirty three twenty eight. Uh, Minnesota's up right now, so the Timberwolves are up. But let's talk about Western Conference Finals. You know, mm-hmm. with Devin Booker having the hamstring injury, Brandon Ingram puts up what thirty something points. They hit an seventeen threes against the last time they played the Suns. Not saying the Suns are gonna lose the series, but the New or- yeah, New Orleans is definitely pulling a lot harder than I thought they would. But I still got the Suns on top. Dallas Jazz. The Jazz that was, game earlier was crazy. Yeah, we were dude, watching. We were, we were, we were sitting at the tavern and uh, we were watching it. And I, I think the Jazz are gonna pull out. They're just. I feel like they were so much more of like a team concept because you've got Donovan Mitchell, you've got Rudy, you've got Bogdan Bogdanovich, which, uh, what's his name again? That's Brogdon. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. You, Levi no, always gets him and Bogey, Bogey confused. Yeah, from the, I always get their names mixed up, but you got him, you got Joe Ingles, you got Jordan Clarkson, six man of the year type stuff. You've got those guys who, superstar power is great. It's great to have those one or two guys who are just, wow, we have them on our team. But, what is it? It's five guys on the court, not... One, two, three. You know what I'm saying. So I think the the Jazz are definitely gonna pull away with that series. Luka Doncic can't put up 50 points a game. I mean, Jalen Brunson getting elbowed in the face like he yeah, like Jalen Brunson put up what 40, 30, 41 or 31 the other night. Correct me if I'm wrong in the comments, but he put up an X amount of numbers tonight that he has never put up before. And it's like Stephen A. Smith said, as the Jazz, I'm kind of disappointed that you let someone like that come out here and put up that many numbers on you and you lose the game. But at the same time. That fuels the fire, you know. Mm-hmm. That like letting up that kind of performance fuels your fire for the rest of the series. And yeah, I'd you got to be like MJ, take it yeah, personal. I take it, yeah. <laughs> I I took that personal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think I think the Jazz for sure pull out. And then I mean, with Golden State and Denver, Golden State's ridiculous. But you got I mean, you got so many different options to pull from with Golden State. It's just it's hard to bet against them. But at the same time, they give you a lot of reasons to bet against them. But I still see them beating Denver. I don't mm-hmm. think they really have a problem with it. And then when it comes to Memphis and uh, Minnesota, I know Pat Beverly likes to talk his stuff, and I know he likes to talk trash. And he's the most overrated defender like, in yeah. the NBA. They can do no, whatever they want. Like, dude, but... they can do whatever they want. But I, I definitely see Memphis coming out on top. I think Jaw just takes over. And but a- after all said and done, I really think like like we talked about earlier. You you got your you got your opinions on it this and that, but I think it's gonna be Golden State and the Bucks. Okay, for what for reference, earlier yeah, I'm yeah. calling an NBA Finals rematch this year. Yeah, I've got Suns and Bucks. Does, does Chris Paul win his ring this year though? That's what I'm that's what I'm torn up about. That's what we'll have to see how a rematch would go at the time. Who's healthy? Who's not? But as it stands right now, I would. Predict a Bucks repeat. Bucks repeat beating, beating the Suns again in the finals. 
I don't know, man. I'm thinking... I don't want to join this... I'm not even joining, like, joining a bag. I'm just saying. I don't want to be the guy who, like, picks this and then everybody's like, oh, uh, why would you say that? Mm-hmm. The way that's, the way everything's played out and the way it's worked for them, Golden State's winning this year. Well, I'll ask you this. When has Steph Curry ever actually yeah, showed up in the NBA When does... Dude, dude. Let's just hear, hear me out, hear me out. Clay, Jordan Poole, Draymond, mm-hmm. Kevin Looney. Yeah. Those four players right there, I promise you, those four players right there will be the deciding factor of the NBA playoffs. You heard me first. Clay Thompson, Jordan Poole, Kevin Looney, and Draymond Green. Oh, I'm not saying they can't make the playoffs. Oh, no, I'm not, I know, I know. I'm saying. That will win the finals. Those four. Those four will win the finals. Steph will have his moments where With no he's going gonna to pop. He's going to be... Steph's going to be he Steph. Might, he might pop an ankle. No, Steph, no <laughs> Steph's going to be Steph. He'll pop off everyone. Hey, Steph's going to be Steph. But the reason they've made it this far is their supporting cast of what Steph has with him. Like, Steph hasn't done really much this whole season. He really hasn't. If you think about it, he, he's not really done much. Jordan Poole. Clay Thompson. Kevin Looney, and Draymond Green. The microphone heard me first. You guys will hear it second. I am calling it now. Golden State wins it this year. And when they do, and those four guys are averaging anywhere from 15, 20 to 10 points a game, but one of them has 15 rebounds and three blocks, and one of them has 12 assists and three steals and six made free throws, that's game changer. And that I just feel like that's what's going to be game changer for the Golden State this year. I really do. We'll see. I, I hope. Uh, maybe. I, mean, I love making these kind of predictions on the, on He's the going podcast. He's on the I didn't go on Vegas, but not the second round. He's going to come back. Like, Y'all, I uh, thought I had I it. I messed up. <laughs> you know, I messed up. Hey, what, wait, what's all Levi without not messing up, though? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hey. hey, speaking of NBA, this is a more... This is a chocolatey question I want to ask you. So Ooh, because we had more, a good, we had a good first, first podcast back. We had a great conversation. Conversation about Shatz. Well, when it comes to the narrative of Shatz's career, correct me if I'm wrong. This is how it usually goes. He starts off in Orlando's beast. They get beat by the Mag- or the Rockets in '95. Get beat by the Bulls. He leaves, goes to L.A. And then four years later, he wins three championships, goes to Miami, gets one with D-Wade, then he kind of falls off. That about how his career goes? Yeah. Nobody ever talks about 1996 to 1999 for Shaq. Why do you think that is? He didn't perform like he usually did. And it's like... It's like it's he, just, he underperformed. Yeah, but nobody ever like talks about it. They don't use it as like a knock on him. It's just kind of like the dark ages of Shaq's career. The only time that span of time ever gets brought up is when they talk about Kobe airballing those shots in Utah. It's never like a part of Shaq's story. It's just a part of Kobe's story, and Shaq just kind of makes like a cameo appearance. You got a great point. It's really hard to like have an answer to coming straight off the dome like this, but like, I don't. <laughs> that's a great thing to bring up because if you think about it, I've never once in anybody's like. Speaking of Shaq, like talking about Shaq, mm-hmm. this and that, there's not once is that ever brought up. And so then, I'm looking at the stats right now, just for clarification here. 
his stats in those seasons, 26 points per game, 28 points per game, and 26 points per game again. Actually, no, 29 points per game. So, I mean, he was performing pretty much what he always had been. I know playoffs-wise, I think they got put out in, like, the second round one year to Utah. And so it's just, I don't know, it's weird to me, and I wonder, I feel like a lot of legends have that happen to where whenever we talk about their careers, there is just, like, a big gap. Like, Larry Bird, it's always, oh, he got beat by the bad boy Pistons in 87 or whenever it was. Then he got a bad back and retired in 1992. And it's like, well, what happened in 1998 to 1992? Do those years just not count? <laughs> like, yeah. And it's not that does this those years not count. It's just like when you're speaking on greatness, why speak about that? You know? And then, like, not, don't get me wrong. Like, everything that's great obviously has bad come with it. And there has been bad with it. But it's just like... Most of the time when you hear people talk about, let's say, Kobe or Shaq or LeBron, for instance, you never bring up the fact that, like, LeBron has lost more than he's ever won in the playoffs. People you know, bring that up oh, they the do. I know, I know. But it's just, like, not necessarily that they bring that up. It's just, like, I'll say if LeBron it's, has like, narrative to the conversation. It's, like, it's more or less what the conversation is that they bring up. When you're talking about how great they are, yeah, you're not going to bring up the fact that he shit the bed three years, and then next thing you know, he won three in a row, like, and that just, that doesn't come with talking about greatness to an extent, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. When you talk about how great people are, you're never ever going to bring up how bad they did, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, when I, when I, like, for example, a couple episodes ago, when I was talking about how great LeBron is, I didn't talk about when LeBron was first, you know, his, after he made it his rookie year to the playoffs. I was three, about to say, like, nobody talks about those. Nobody talks about 2004 to 2006. Yeah, nobody talks about that because that was his bad year, you know. And like when and I've said it probably three, four times in a row now, nobody speaks about badness when you're talking about greatness. And that's the only thing, like that would make sense to give like the folks an answer right there, you know. Like that, that's the only thing that to me makes sense is because I don't know. He was doing, he's done so good through an X amount of years. Those uh, 20 years, for example, those three or four years, just who gives a shit? You know, yeah. Who cares? Like, I, I've, I've shown out for 17 years. Why would three years make me bad? And you, But you also bring up a great example as to why, like, they're not the greatest. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, Shaq's not the greatest, not because he didn't, like, because he didn't do good those three years, but because those three years had an effect on his career to an extent of where, like, yo, if you had done decent those three years mm-hmm. do we be talking about you in such a different way it, it wouldn't even be fair i'll say i have two more examples to hammer home this point to just isaiah thomas how his oh, God. how his story usually ends God. it is he gets beat by the bulls walks out and he never plays basketball again yeah he played that was in the 1991 season mm-hmm. he didn't retire till 1994 like he was in the league for jordan's whole first three-peat and it just kind of never really... And Kareem... And this is why Kareem has fallen down my all-time list a lot here lately. In Kareem's primes, he won the MVP, but missed the playoffs. Like, could you imagine yeah. today if... Like, imagine LeBron wins the MVP and doesn't make the playoffs. Skip Bayless would be bringing that up on Undisputed 
for the rest of the Browns' career. And I think Kareem benefited from playing in the 80s, which is, like, very saturated, you know? Yeah. Or in the 80s, not 70s, not 80s. But, yeah. Well, in that, that's very saturated, though, like. On the ABA, that. took away, yeah. like, half the good players. And... Mm-hmm. But, no, I think, you know, we were talking earlier, too. Follow us on YouTube if you haven't heard. Water cooler is on YouTube. Yeah, we will. We might need yeah. to start doing a little segment on YouTube where we look at like kind of the dark ages of players' careers and just kind of go in depth and like what was going on mm-hmm. at that time. Yeah, that'd be and, interesting. And, and, and all of our podcasts, what what Gary goes on to speak about that, like when it comes to like we've got a lot of stuff lined up. Like, dude, this summer is about to be huge for the water cooler. Like, we've got we've yeah. got. Which we'll get into that at the end of the episode. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But for, sure. for now, what I've got to ask you about is Freddie Freeman hitting a home run in his first at bat against the Braves. Dude, we were going so like in one direction with basketball. You just gave me a complete like huge whooper magoo right there on the day. <laughs> you know, and someone take that word from me and make it something. A whooper magoo right there. You just hit me with a big whooper magoo. But yeah, Freddie coming or Freddie going to LA was just ridiculous. We've talked about it, but for him to hit his first hit against the Braves and seeing him was a ball. There was some frustration in that swing. I guarantee you that. I can't imagine, but dude, there's so much stuff about that. Like, dude, we could have a whole podcast on the Freddie situation and the Braves. Like, and and I, I don't know. Matt Olson's batting three eighty nine right now, bro. I mean, he's batting three eighty nine. Last night, he pretty much won us the game, you know, mm-hmm. uh, pitching. Uh, thank God for Tyler Matzik. You know, we got Kenley Jansen. But without Matt Olson last night, we wouldn't have won the game. You know what I'm saying? You bring in some rinky-dink, that sucks. But I do hate the fact that Freddie is a Dodger, and I do hate the fact that he did hit a bomb against us. I do hate that. But and we got spanked in the and we, Yeah, too. God. I mean, dude, I don't – the way the Braves are playing right now, folks – we got a long season, and it, it, it'll take Acuna getting back and us getting back in the lineup, and like last year, for an example, we, we didn't make it run until August. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's we've played, what, 15, 16 games this season, and like... And it's, it's still early. Yeah, very early, and you can't, you will never be able to tell who's going to win the series, World Series, or you're never, ever going to be able to tell any of that kind of stuff at the beginning of the season, especially baseball. You've got 162 games. 11, 15 I games, I would say probably till after the All-Star break. Yeah, I, you got after that. Like I said, the, the Braves didn't heat up last year till August. I mean, you got a whole two months whenever it comes to August. Your last two months is when it matters. You know, you got mm-hmm. August, September. Once September baseball starts, dude, it's, it's game changer because then you're getting ready for everything that got, comes with September. Then you got October, and October baseball is where it matters. You know what I'm saying? If you're playing, yeah, when you're playing in October, like, it, it freaking matters. So, you're beginning of your season, you're just getting your stuff figured out. you got to figure out your rotations. Braves playing five, six-man rotation, they just got to figure it out. And, I mean, that just comes with every sport and every season. This thing. You just got to get your first couple games under your belt. Get your first few series under your belt. You know, we got a four-game homestand we had. And then go out on the West to play the – not only play just badass teams, but you're playing the Padres and the Dodgers, your first two road you're series. Speaking of the Dodgers – Clayton Kershaw could have had him a perfect game. Don't get me started about that. As bad as I hate them Dodgers, boy, you don't do what the Dodgers did. Dave Robinson is a bad manager, in my opinion, for that move right there. 
That that's a bad manager move. For those and who don't know, explain yeah. what happened. Yeah. So it, for those who don't know, Clayton Kershaw threw seven scoreless innings, no hits, no walks. Perfect game. Had a perfect game. Eighty pitches in seven innings. Dave Robinson said, "Hey man, I'm gonna pull you. You know, we, we you got a lot of season left. So I don't want you getting hurt. God forbid he gets out there and throws a couple innings. Next thing you know, he gets hit in the head. You know, you just don't know." But at the same time, I'm taking the risk. Game's I'm taking game. the risk, bro. I'm, I'm letting you get hit in the head. If you, know, if you got a perfect game online, you want to go out next inning, go. You get hit in the head, whose fault is it? It's yours. You wanted to pitch, not mine. I just make the call. Yeah. If I'm playing Kershaw, I'm not. I'm not getting. <laughs> I'm not getting. I'm not. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. I, I'm Dave. I'm scared. seven scrolls in. No walks. No runs. Like no hits. Nothing. Like come on. Analytics and like that kind of like forward thinking, load management, whatever you want to call it. The worst thing to happen to sports in ages. Oh, dude. That, with basketball, like, I know we're talking about baseball right now, but with basketball, so like, that's even, the worst. Even baseball, the way they'll pull a pitcher once he hits a certain amount of pitches, like, it's ridiculous. Like, I remember back, I mean, Walter Johnson, not to always harp on, like, the 1910s players, he pitched, like, over 100 complete games in his career and had over, like, 400 wins. Cy Young had over 500 wins and 300 losses. Like, could you imagine a pitcher today even pitching in 800 games? No. And people like to give the old players crap and say they couldn't hang, but they had the freaking... This was for Tate Smith right here, baby. This was this this topic right here, and I'm just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm just saying, you won't see Clayton Kershaw pitching 800 games, I'll tell you that. Those players back then were durable because they had to be. They had to. That's a crazy thing. They had to. Like yeah. players today, they're, and people talk about how the exercising and the training has gotten so much better. But with that, their bodies look like they've gotten a whole lot more fragile. Like there's a lot to be said about just kind of. It ain't got nothing to do with the work. It ain't got nothing to do with the work. Sports ain't got nothing to do with the work. It's all about the money these days. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like they're pampered and taken care of so much. It's all. About I don't money. think their bodies can withstand the like pain of the game. No, they. They, you are right. They can't probably, but those guys back then, dude, they didn't know the flu from a cold. You know what I'm saying so now they like they didn't they didn't know damn whether you had. <laughs> they smoked cigarettes or just a during, You know what I'm saying? Like you didn't know. Like that's they, they smoked cigarettes during the game. Yeah, right? like dude, they they were probably so drunk, probably didn't know what they were on, type stuff. Like, and that's that's. And they were still so, pitching a complete game. Like, well, yeah. I mean, you give me six beers in a dugout full of drunk bastards, I'd probably go out there and throw about fucking ninety pitches, about eighty of them strikes. <laughs> that's just how it goes. But I don't know. In it's like we talked about a couple of episodes. It's so generational. It's all, it's all about how the world works. And if baseball or basketball or football wants to go a certain way, it all kind of comes down to, well, if I'm going to make this money or the world, pretty much how the world works. Oh, right? yeah, make your money. Shit, it's cra- not even money. It's, it's how crazy this world is. It's how crazy sports is nowadays. You know what I'm saying? Like, when it comes to football, like, I know we're talking about playoffs or MLB and all this stuff, but. Like Freddie Freeman of the Dodgers, it's like a damn MLB twenty twenty two. No Mac, no cap yeah. salary, no salary. Now you know none of that. We used to make those dream teams yeah, on the PlayStation you know what I'm saying? And, and it almost like you're kind of living in that kind of reality these days. You see all these players going to random teams. This person is 
signed this deal. Deshaun Watson going to the Browns for $230 million. Or even Matt Olson coming to the Braves for eight years, $156 million, $165 million, whatever he got. Like, those are ridiculous numbers. Like, those are ridiculous numbers, bro. For the next six years of Matt Olson's life, all he has to do is show up to Atlanta, hit a baseball, catch a baseball, and throw a baseball. And he's get guaranteed, like, $20 million. Like, nowadays it's... Yeah, you can go work out, lift weights, do some cardio here and there, but like, bro, you you just you gotta meet a certain criteria, and your paycheck's there. So I do have a funny story about salaries, though, and I don't know why I was thinking about this, but in like nineteen thirty, in nineteen thirty ish, Babe Ruth resigned with the Yankees for over, like, for a massive salary that hadn't paid more than the U.S. president was at the time, which was Herbert Hoover. And a reporter asked him, and to keep it, this is also during the Great Depression. Mm-hmm. They said nobody how, had money. <laughs> yeah, God damn. and Babe Ruth's making like six <laughs> figures. And they asked, they said, "How do you feel about making more than the president?" You know what Babe Ruth said? What? Well, heck, I've had a better year than him, haven't I? <laughs> and so that's just I think that's a hilarious response. But also, players have been making obscene amounts of money for over a hundred years now. It just inflation which knows a lot of inflation going right about now not to get into politics but you know it just makes it not look as impressive today as it was back then I mean, shoot 1930 $100,000 that's a, about I don't know what the equivalent is today but surely a lot yeah I can only imagine back then especially living in like a time where dude a I movie mean, was a five cents yeah so. I mean you're working 80 hours a week making $180. I like $100,000 now. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't even know what to do with that sum of money. I wouldn't know what to do. But, I mean, yeah. we, I feel like we keep getting thrown off topic. Off but but with in, going back to NBA playoffs, this and that, I just, I don't know. I, I really feel as if Golden State's going to be the kicker. And Steph just made a lump sum of cash like we were just talking about. So why not be that guy? You know what's funny? It's like just on the topic of money. Every year it comes out. Oh my gosh, so and so is the highest paid player ever in his league, like in NFL history when Patrick Mahomes made his contract, and that record gets broken the next year. Yeah, I mean, dude, Denzel Ward, for example, is a cornerback, like defensive back mm-hmm. in the NFL, making a hundred million dollars, highest paid cornerback ever. Mike Conley, for a time, made more money than LeBron yeah. did. Yeah. John Wall makes $44.2 million a year. He's the third highest player, paid player And John in Wall the NBA. hasn't been good he in hasn't, like five he hasn't, years. He didn't play a game. He may have played 10, 15 games a season. And he's on the Rockets, the worst mm-hmm. league team in the league besides... I, think I don't know who. Yeah, I was going to say, I really league. don't know who they're worse than. Maybe the Cavaliers? Like, no, the Cavs were dirty this year. They made it really? almost... They almost made the playoffs. Well, she, yeah. But uh, one final thing we got to talk about is Tyson Fury. Oh, the fucking knockout he had tonight was nasty. Not that dude's block off. Six rounds. What was it, Dylan Wright? Yep, yeah. Dylan Wright. Dude, Tyson Fury is just the most dominant boxer, I think, in boxing history. I mean, maybe Big not. Big take right there, my guy. Big take. Uh, we've been through this, like. I think he would beat any other heavyweight just because of how big he is. Like, you know, boxing, I think, does need a super heavyweight division. 
But if you think want to put Tyson Fury up against whoever, then I'm gonna watch it. He can knock anybody out for all I care. But they do have. They need to promote their fights better. Yeah. Because I didn't even know Tyson Fury was fighting until yesterday. And when he's your biggest like money making draw, that's just not how it needs to be done. And also, forget whoever he fought tonight. Why hadn't he fought Anthony Joshua yet? Like that's the most marquee matchup boxing can put on at this moment, and it, they're not gonna do it. And it's just so frustrating. It's just like it's it goes to show like. <laughs> boxing is a great sport. Don't get me wrong. Love mm-hmm. boxing. Heavyweight time. Tyson Fury, Anthony Wilder, Mike Tyson, Muhammad Ali, like all those sugar. Rocky like, Marciano. You know, all those guys. I love them. But it just goes to show like how much people. I really don't even know how to like say this without. I don't know how to make it make sense. You know what I'm saying? Like people. People give a fuck about Dana White. You know what I'm saying? People mm-hmm. care about Dana. He markets. And everything Dana he White. does is um he let like pay per view and everything everything that UFC does is top notch. Now when it comes to boxing, it's I mean, dude, Dana White's on the top of the pedestal. Boxing uh, marketing goes down to like even if it's HBO, I don't I, I don't even if it's HBO, they do nowhere near what UFC what, does. What boxing needs is a Vince McMahon or a Dana White to yeah. take control of and promote their stuff better. And they used to have that. Don King is easily the GOAT boxing promoter. Oh, God. But you can yeah. only do it for so long. Yeah. And like he, he was a top yeah. dog for like 20, 30 years. Mm-hmm. But he, somebody else needs to step up and just take control of that entire industry. But it doesn't look like it's going to happen anytime soon. Just like it doesn't look like Anthony Joshua's going to fight Tyson Fury anytime soon. No, I, I don't see them ever fight again. They never fought before. Well, I yeah. yeah. But very true, very I also true. think my if fault, Anthony Joshua don't stop getting beat by randos, then his stock is just going to fall completely off. Because that's happened like two or three times where they'll be hyping up the fight and he's got some like contractually required fight he's got to do just, you know, like a little filler fight. Right. And he ends up getting beat and it just makes him look stupid. Makes the whole sport look stupid. And it just... I bet Tyson Fury was madder than he was that he got beat by, I don't even remember the guy's name, but he got knocked out. (laughs) (laughs) Out of nowhere. What was his, oh, uh, it wasn't Luis Ruiz, was it? That was the first time. I'm talking about the second second time, yeah. It was like the Russian guy. Oh my goodness. Oh. That see that just proves our point about yeah, how sad it how is. How bad it's like, dude. He is. It's almost like you know who he because like the name is on the tip of your tongue right there, and you're just like, and you're like I'll oh, be yes. honest. I I know uh, the guy's name. Yeah, I couldn't pronounce it if I wanted to. Yeah, like. it's it's right there with you, and you're just and that just goes like we were just talking about. Nobody knows the world class of boxing anymore. Like world boxing class, nobody knows that stuff anymore. Like, and if you do, you've been watching it since Iron Mike. Like you've been mm-hmm. watching it since those guys. When know. even like. Mike Tyson comes back and has an exhibition match, and that outsells anything that any current boxer is putting on right now. Same thing about like Floyd Mayweather and Logan Paul. Probably sold more pay per view buys or streaming buys, whatever it is they use to calculate it, than this Fury fight did tonight. Very true. Very true. You do have a good point there. 
But another thing is, though, like, when it comes to, like, putting two big names out there, like, if you were to put Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury in the same boxing ring, I still don't see that generating more than Jake Paul and, like, Ty- Tyron Woodley. Like, that's how no, but bad. they come close. I, uh, not, not, I mean, it'd be I, that's how than... bad, like, and that's what, like, that's how bad they're marketing it to an extent. Like, if you think about it, bro, mm-hmm. people probably, 100,000 more people probably watch Jake Paul than they do, like, Tyson, De- Fury. Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder, you know what I'm saying? Like, and that's the crazy thing, like, it just, it's kind of sad at how bad downhill boxing has went. It used to be the top sport in America. Oh, it, dude, if you were the welterweight or the heavyweight champion of the world in boxing. You were the baddest son of a gun in the yeah, world. Like, like, dude, nobody messed with you. And it, I don't know, and like, back on my point earlier, Dana does a great job, but I don't see any kind of like, you know, combat sport, that type boxing or MMA. Like, I don't see any other like type ordeal beating UFC I really don't on like pay-per-view wise this and that and I just don't see their marketing going the way they wanted to everything they got I just don't see boxing ever making a name on sports the way it used to and it it's sad you know it's Mm -hmm. very sad because there are some great boxers these days do you know why that is though why boxing isn't as well as UFC Mm -hmm. because UFC is one organization Boxing has three different organizations that all have their own world heavyweight champion, and they all promote their own fights independently of each other. Mm. If there was, like, one single, like, this is, like, the boxing, you know, organization, and they could just, like, have one body to run it, I think they might sell more. But, you know, boxing is what it is for a reason. Boxing needs... Not only do they need a Dana White or but the guy you got, like they the, need a Conor McGregor. They need somebody yeah. who's going to go out there and talk. They used even to if have they it, just like, got their ass whooped, like Conor McGregor said. I mean, they your wifey's in my DMs, baby. <laughs> We're yeah. at the win lot tonight. Like, dude, there's not a better way. Even if you just got your ass beat, like, and I know this Which he is did. Fight, he did. He got your, He got his ass beat that night. But I'm not. Like, I'm just saying. There's not a better way for you to promote your brand than a guy getting his ass whooped. And him being like, bro, your wife is in my DMs, baby. We're at the Winloft tonight. Meet me there. Like, the boxing needs that. Well, it used to have that in Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. yeah, When Floyd retired, if you'll notice, that's kind of when boxing Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, of course. And when the Manny Pacquiao and uh, Floyd Mayweather feud was done, it's been like... Honestly, after Conor McGregor got in the ring against Floyd Mayweather... Nobody gave a fuck about boxing. I, I like, think nobody the Wilder trilogy generated <sighs> yeah. some excitement with boxing fans. It did, fans. to an extent. Yeah, but, like, dude, be realistic here. Like, yeah, it's like, not... Tyson Fury, I think, is a draw, but he's not Floyd Mayweather. And he's not Conor McGregor. And while it is, not sure, but... I hope that one day, boxing does get their stuff together, and it can go back to being a top four sport. You know, I used to, like in the day, it was football, baseball, basketball, boxing. And that was all anybody cared about in this country. So I would love if it could get back to that because those are my four favorite sports. But we'll see. I just like it. Like we were talking about, bro. I just don't, 
I love boxing to death. I love watching people get hit. You know, I love hitting people. I I love getting hit. I do. <laughs> and it's crazy. I'm just, I'm just messing around. But, like, I love boxing. I love combat sports, this and that. I just don't see another face of boxing coming around as if Floyd did. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't see another face mm-hmm. popping them off the way it has. And, yeah, it's sad. And it sucks because, like you said, boxing used to be a huge sport. Boxing used to be the biggest. And now it's just like, eh. You know what I'm saying? We, we mm. might get like 20,000, 30,000 pay-per-views. Maybe 50,000 if we're lucky. Depending on how big the fight is. And is that WBC's fault? Yeah. But it's also the fighter's fault. Like, if you think about it, if Tyson Fury really wanted to make a fight big, it'd take him a couple of days and he could... He could really pop off and make it a fight that he, you know, he, he people know about. But yeah. I think he's, I'm not saying he's afraid to get his ass beat this night. I'm just, I think he's afraid to walk into a ring with someone who he knows is just as qualified as he is. I don't think there's anybody that's just as qualified as he is. And that's part of the problem, too. He got his is, ass beat one time already. Not as beat, Fury? not as beat, but like he got by hit, he got but he got hit by Deontay Wilder. Yeah, but he won the fight. Uh, but still, he got hit. I mean, it takes a couple hits to get knocked down. And obviously, he didn't he didn't get hit enough times. I just feel like he would get you know what I'm saying. He get hit. And he times. he's duped Deontay Wilder twice now. I know, I know, but that's kind of and at that point, bro, when the fight's two and zero, oh, like <coughs> there should never be a boxing rivalry, quote unquote, that's more than three fights, bro. You know what I'm saying? Best out of three. You beat me once, I beat you once. This last time, you better give it everything you got. If if my mm. face isn't my skin's not falling off my face, he better not call that fight because I don't care. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? One uh thing I think boxing messed up big on was Triple G versus Canelo. They had two fights. The first one was a draw. The second one really close, and Canelo won. They should have done a third match for that one, but yeah, Triple G is so old now. That no, yeah, it is not fair. But Canelo's just Canelo and Tyson Fury are all boxing has going for it right. All now. they get, all they get, and everybody like, dude, everybody knows Canelo. I want to see Canelo versus Ryan Garcia. Now, now, Ryan Garcia, if there is a future to boxing, it's him. And I don't even know if it's because he's skilled, but he's definitely, like, Instagram famous. So that might generate some excitement there. But I think that's all we got for y'all this week. Make sure to follow us on all our social media, Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. Hey, and we will. We will. We, we, we were going to talk about this at the end of the episode. We will, within the next few weeks... Have you guys a special guest? We will have our YouTube everything popped up, this and that. We will give you in the next couple weeks more updates on this. But we do have a special guest coming up. And I'm hoping, me and Garrett are hoping it's within the next, I want to say the next three episodes, if that, four episodes, we have a very special guest. He uh, he knows a lot about his sports, and I will say this, his great great-grandfather was one of the very first pitchers in MLB history. He was actually the very first pitcher in MLB All-Star Game. The very first pitcher ever to throw a pitch in the MLB All-Star Game history. So we do have a very special guest coming on. and We can't give out any names yet, but for all the closure and everything, we will be giving you guys some serious sports content these next couple weeks. So uh, keep Keep watching, keep supporting. We love you guys to death, and uh, and for the 
whoever listens to us, for whoever supports us, this and that, we love you guys to death, and we'll be doing uh, with our Instagram and Facebook with with our followers and stuff like that. We're only a couple followers away from a big milestone for us, and once we hit those milestones, we will be doing some giveaways with gift cards and shirts and clothes and stuff like that. So you guys on uh, Instagram and Facebook, once we're at 500 followers on Facebook and 200 followers on Instagram, we'll be doing a big giveaway. We'll be doing a lot of stuff. We got a lot of stuff in the works. Just we're getting nasty with it over here, folks. We really are. So thank you guys for everything you do for us every single day, and we appreciate you. We'll see y'all.